Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kingdom Concepts. We're so glad you joined us today. We are continuing our series on complacency. There's been a lot of, just a lot of material on complacency. I didn't think that we could do uh, so many episodes on it, but there's so many aspects of what complacency does, you know, so I'm excited to get um, into that soon right now. But you know, this week has been very, very special. You know, we've had a lot of amazing things happening um, in our family, in our uh, life. And you know, we are just doing what God's called us to do and having fun doing it. Amen. You know, I mean, God, his desire is to always bless us every day. Amen. The Bible says his blessings are new every day. And I think that the closer you get to God, the further you get away from yourself. You know, you have so many people that fight to keep themselves, you know. Uh, you hear them say things when it comes to relationships with others. Well, this is who I am. I, I don't want to quit being who I am. And sometimes that's the person they need to get away from yeah. is the person that they've been so that they can become that person that God wants them to be. And, you know, with this subject of complacency, you know, we've discovered that it's, it's not you being lazy or just you know, uh, being slow about doing things, mm -hmm. you know, or being undecided, you know, really the root of complacency is selfishness. It's when you care about, you know, your ego and who you are and how things affect you when it's I, 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 mm -hmm. I, I, um, you know, that's complacency. You know, when you think that your way of doing things is better than anybody else's, when you're in a position to where you can't be teachable, mm -hmm. uh, when you're in a position where you don't feel an urgency uh, to change, um, those are all signs of complacency. And today we're going to be talking about complacency in family. And this it, is a huge it, subject. Well, yeah, because I think that a lot of times that we think complacency and we think complacency on the job. You know, they're just lazy at work or they don't want to go anywhere or they don't have a, uh, they don't have a drive to get a better position or something. It's just at work, you know. Mm -hmm. Or at, at, in ministry, you know, they, they've been doing this for years and they're happy that they don't want to do anything else. There, there's a difference between this is where God called you and that's where you want to be. That there's a difference. You could be there for the rest of your life and where God called you. But sometimes we don't want to, we think complacency in ministry, we think, you know, that uh, a person's there, but they don't want to go forward. So complacency in ministry. And, and, you know, complacency in the family, you know, nobody thinks about that. But it, it does it you know it deteriorates your your home it deteriorates your children when there's complacency in the home and so we want to talk about that today amen yeah i think the first thing to understand when it comes to family is that god created family that's right and he wants a big one that's right you no know, that's why his instruction to adam and eve was be fruitful and multiply mm -hmm. you know replenish the earth it's the same thing he told noah when his family, you know, uh, landed the ark, mm -hmm. you know, there was eight people that were saved from that flood. And he told them, first thing, be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not mm -hmm. enough for us to be producing fruit in our lives. We want to be producing the right fruit mm -hmm. in our lives. And I think that when it comes to family, um, you have to understand how important family is to God. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why God created us. We were made in his image in his likeness and that's because God wanted us to be with him he wanted to have fellowship with us he he wanted us to to be in a place to where uh, you know we're greater than the angels we're greater than anything he created when God made us he didn't create us he made a copy mm -hmm. of himself and I think that when you understand the importance of family then you'll understand the importance of you in that family mm -hmm. 
And it's not what you can get out of the family, but it's what you can put into that family. Because every one of us have been fearfully and wonderfully made. And Satan knows that your life adds to the quality of the family unit That's right. that God has placed you in. Whether you're a son, a daughter, a father, a mother, a grandparent, you know, an in-law, an outlaw, a cousin, a nephew. You know, everyone adds to what makes that family that family. Mm -hmm. That's right. And Satan understands that. And that's why, you know, when you read your Bible... You know, one of the very first things that Satan attacked upon the earth was the family that God had created. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why he went first, you know, after that family. And it's because Satan had never seen, when he was Lucifer before he fell, he had never seen another being that looked so much like God. Mm, that's really good. That's he true. knew that we were made from God. God breathed into Adam and he became a speaking spirit. That's why he hates us so much. We're oh. in the image of God. Every time he sees us, he's reminded of who God is. Mm -hmm. You know, he can't create anything. But so when he sees us, he sees his children. And then the attack right now on children mm -hmm. in the family, you know, the attack mm -hmm. on unborn babies. Why? Uh, Satan doesn't want more more little children out there that look like God. Every time a child is born, it's a reminder to him that he, we are made in God's image. I, I really believe that's why there's an attack so much on children, because mm -hmm. we're the only ones that can worship him. Mm -hmm. There's more children born, there's more worshipers, you mm -hmm. know, and so. And you know, and this is the thing is that Satan is the prince of complacency. Mm -hmm. You know, at the root of complacency is pride, it's ego, it's selfishness, and he's the epitome of complacency and so the way that he attacked the family of God was trying to cause the family of God to become the family of Satan That's right. you know it was him trying to come in and trying to become their Lord and trying to yeah. change things from following after God you know into following after that's self right. and, and that's what he had introduced to them and so you know as we take time to go through this episode and, and talk about complacency in the family it's important to see how Satan attacked at first because he hasn't changed his attacks. No, he doesn't. He hasn't changed his methods. He's not a creator. He can't come up with nothing new. But he's going to use those things that have worked before. That's right. So I think it's important for us to look at the first family. Yes, and, absolutely. And see, you know, what happened absolutely. then. So let's look at, you know, Adam and Eve's relationship with God. We know the story. God created, you know, Adam and Eve. And, you know, they're having this amazing relationship with God. And they're enjoying it in the garden that God had created. And Satan comes, comes along, entertains them with this fruit that is forbidden. It's God's. And they partake of that fruit and they fall. And we find them in this position right here. This is, this is the first thing that happened after they disobeyed God. And they put God aside and put themselves first. This is the first effects of complacency in the earth coming through God's creation. Right here in Genesis chapter 3. You want to go ahead and read that, sure. verse 7 through 10? Sure. <clears throat> and the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord, God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in thy garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I don't know why that always gets me to to have a God that wants to come and have fellowship with you. But because of the sin that you've done, 
you hide yourself from him mm -hmm. like that separation from God and it just always I don't know why that always gets me to where you know you're you're there you you have this relationship with God and you're freely able to go and to be with God and because of something you've done you separate yourself it's and you hide yourself from him you know they needed to run to him and beg him to forgive them, not to hide themselves from him. And so it's just a reminder of just human nature to hide, you know, mm -hmm. human nature to pull back when sin is there. Why? Because you feel not worthy to be with God, but, but his grace and his mercy mm -hmm. is there to call us back, you know, and, yeah. and, um, just that, I'm sorry, totally off subject. No, there, no, just, no, it's, you know, it's because we're a part of that family and we value that family. I mean, look at the contrast between mm -hmm. their reaction in being separated from God versus Jesus's reaction when he hung on the cross. Mm -hmm. Come on, Jesus, you know, yes. cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And when he was in that garden of Gethsemane, you know, the Bible says he sweat as it were great drops of blood. And it wasn't because... He, the, of what he was thinking concerning the crucifixion, the thing that, that Jesus was having to deal with the hardest, that thing that caused him to say, Lord, if it's possible for this cup to pass, let it pass, but not my will, thy will be done. It was that separation mm -hmm. of the son with the father. That was the thing that, that had never been experienced between Jesus Christ, you know, and God the father. And here Adam and Eve you know, when they fell, like you said, it, you know, the separation isn't the thing that was driving them. It was that it was that complacency, that selfishness yeah. that that, you know, they were caring more about themselves than how their decision had affected their relationship with yeah. God. And when yeah. you look here, you know, it says that I mean, the very first thing that that happened was they that they realized that they were naked. And they begin to cover themselves. And this right here is symbolic of the fact that prior to that, they were they were naked in the garden. The Bible says that they were unashamed. And basically what that means is there was a transparency mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they had with the Lord. There was no darkness between them and God. God seen them for everything that they were. And he loved them. And they seen God for who he, he was. And they loved him as well. And the very first thing that you see sin doing is sin causes you to start covering yourself. To start thinking about self. And so as they begin to think about themselves, it says that God was looking for them and they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. That's the first thing that complacency will do is it will hide you from the people that love you. It'll keep you in a position to where, you know, you're you're running from those that you should be running to. And this is also the, the first negative emotion recorded in the Bible is found right here. When the Lord said, where are you? And it says that, you know, Adam answered him. He said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid. afraid. The fear. fear. First negative emotion. I know you've said that before. I heard that before too. And he hid himself. I mean, and that's the sad reality is that, you know, when the family becomes complacent, the very first thing that you're going to do, Satan's after your relationship with the father. Mm. He's going to try to get you to a place to where you're hiding. And eventually you come to a place where you can't hear the voice. You're so far from God that you can't even hear his voice because you're hidden so deep within yourself. And I think I think that sometimes as parents we forget that that there's an assignment on each one of us. And that assignment is is there 
for our children also. Mm -hmm. Not just us, that we're the parent and the priest of the home. There's an assignment, a specific assignment for each of our children. And a specific assignment for the spouse, for, for the wife, whichever one. And yet, as parents, we're the ones that are there protecting our family. Mm -hmm. We're the ones there that are supposed to be praying and saying, Okay, Lord, what is happening with this child? What is happening with this? What's going on? There's an assignment. And it may be different. It, the, the assignment is the same, you know, kill and destroy. That's mm -hmm. the assignment separation from the father satan doesn't care if, if we die no, he just wants us separate he just wants us separate from the father if we die in our sin he doesn't care if we don't die in our sin just stay in sin you know obviously and keep going but that's his goal is to separate us from the father to separate us from from our family to put us aside to where we think we can't we don't have that family unit we choose to think that we don't have a support unit. And as us as parents, we need to be there for our children, make sure that we let them know how much you know value that they have and to protect them, protect them in that family unit. And yeah. not be complacent in it. Not 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 expect our children to to yes, they're gonna have a relationship with God. Yes, they have their own relationship with God, but we're there covering. We're there to protect them. We're there to make sure that they are blessed, you know, coming in and going out. I remember you when our kids used to go out, they didn't know you were doing it. They would go out with their friends and when they came back, you always wanted to talk to them. How did it go? How did everything and you're talking to them and praying. Okay, how did it go? How did it go? You know, and you knew mm, they're not going out with that person again. Or you know what? Mm, no, they're not doing that again. But they didn't know that you were you were the covering there. You were yeah. protecting our family. Well, when it comes to like what you were saying just a minute ago, you know, sin sin will keep you from the Father. Sin is what separates us from the Lord. And, and again, Satan would love nothing more than for you to die in your sins. Yes. You know, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, yeah, there is grace and there's forgiveness for sins. But sometimes he tries getting people so weighed down with the sin that it's there. But you know, they have enough grace and forgiveness, you know, and trust in God to make it to heaven. But there's there's enough sin in their life to keep them from developing a yes. stronger relationship right. with the Lord. And and sometimes it'll cause them to step away from other family members because uh, the, you know, when you're around someone that is doing well for, with God, yes. it really highlights where you're not. Where you're not. And, yes. and, and complacency will cause you to be okay with where you're at instead of wanting to change mm -hmm. and to go forward. And, and man, when it, you know, when you look at what happened here in the garden, Adam and Eve, I mean, th that was the next attack was Satan coming, you know, after the two of them. And if he could separate us from our relationship with God, through complacency, the next place he's going to try to bring selfishness and pride is into this relationship that we have yes. with our spouse. And here in Genesis chapter 3, verse 11 through 13, this is right after, you know, God found them hiding themselves. It says that the Lord asked him, he said, who told you that you were naked? Has thou eaten of the tree that I commanded you that you should not eat? And the man said, look, look what the husband says here. Look at Adam. He said, the woman, <laughs> taking the blame off himself, and that, that was selfishness. It was him going, oh, it was the woman uh, that you gave me. He said, that, that's what happened here. It's not my fault. See, that's pride. Pride will not take ownership over what you're doing wrong. But, man, pride will always take the credit for the things that are right. That's right. He says, it was the woman that you gave me of the tree I did eat. And the Lord said unto the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, 
it was the serpent. It was a snake. It was a snake. <laughs> and I did eat. And so you see that uh, the blame game, you know. That's still happening game. to this oh, day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The kids get in trouble. That one did it. No, this one did it. Or you know what? Because, you know, they're 50 years old and they're still blaming their dad for whooping them when they were little, you know, or whatever. It's yeah. still happening this day. I, I've seen 60-year-olds blaming their childhood. It's like. But you were only there for 18 years, yeah. and you've had 38 years of not that anymore. Forgiveness has come, and you're still dealing with blaming somebody for 50 years before. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the root of it is complacency. Yeah. It's selfishness. It's, it's not wanting to take ownership over something that you've done because to take ownership means – because you won't change what you don't own. Oh, that's true. And so you'll have people – I mean, how many times have we heard in counseling with couples have we heard, oh, well, you know what? She made me do this. Oh, God. You know, she 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 didn't love me enough, so that's why I ran to this other woman. Or, you mm -hmm. know, you'll hear you know the woman say, oh, well, you know what? You know, he never – it's always you always or you nevers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's never, you know, someone yeah. owning themselves. That's when change comes is when they can realize – their part in what's going on but again selfishness and ego complacency will put you in a position to where you're always blaming somebody or something else for why this situation mm -hmm. happened and so to be free from complacency in the family you got to take ownership for your part where you're at mm -hmm. what you do mm -hmm. you know because if not it, it'll just continue and it, it'll go you like you said we're here to bless that next generation our children our our prayers always that they have a better life they Amen. they learn what we learned earlier they succeed more than us i mean that's our ambition our our children should have a better life than we did and mm -hmm. our grandchildren should have a better life than we did our grandchildren should grow up you said this uh a, a, a few episodes ago you said something about and i hope you remember this because i'm putting you on the spot said something about how uh our children knew lack but our, our grandchildren only know the blessing. Or I don't remember how they you said They know the flow, it. yeah. They know the flow, the flow of the blessing. You know, they're, they expect certain things that our children remember finally getting, you know? And so well, it's it's that it's that perpetual, if the, the family's uh, doing right, then the next one's doing the next one's. And, you know, I don't know where you're at right now. I just feel like saying this. I don't know where you are in the... Maybe you're first, you know, we, we talk a lot about first generation immigrants or second generation immigrants or whatever. But you know what? There's some people that are first generation Christians. You're first generation. Sure. You're, you're changing the flow and you're changing the family atmosphere. For my husband and I, that's how it is. You know, he grew up in a Christian home at the beginning and then later it wasn't. But when you look back at, at his family, you look back at mine, mine were uh, a lot in, in religion, you know, good people, but were in religion. But for the most part, my husband and I are changing the uh, the atmosphere for our family. We're changing the the name for our home. You know, we are first generation Christian, born again, blood bought, tongue talking Christians. First generation. Our children are the same now. Our grandchildren are the same now. We are, are have changed our family family atmosphere because we did not become complacent with the call of God in our lives with the blood that he, was shed for us. And so I'm not sure where you're at. You may say, well, you know, my family's crazy or my family this, or you can change that right now. You can make a decision to say, you know what, for me, for me and my home, maybe you're not married yet. Maybe you're just uh, by yourself. You can make a decision that you are going to be that one that changes everything. And so you make that decision right now. And I'm telling you, 
years down the line, you're going to look back and they're going to say, you know what, it started with this person. It started with this. For us, it's going to be, it started with Joshua Bolger making a decision. Actually, it was me because I got saved first. And <laughs> You're welcome. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things to where somebody has to break that yes. life pattern. Yes, you're right. Because you have godly life patterns, you yes. have ungodly life patterns. And when you see the fall, you know, right here of Adam and Eve, um, that that course that they set themselves on of, of complacency, it, it wasn't corrected in the garden. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it drove them out of the garden. And what's beautiful about the Lord is that even though they, they had to leave the garden and go into the curse, God didn't stay in the garden. God went into the curse with them. But the other thing that went into the curse was uh, their future, you know, yes. which was their children. And so now you have this man and woman that have allowed selfishness uh, into their marriage and now they're having children. They have a son named Cain, and they have a son named Abel. And when you look at the diversity there, because God's always wanting to find a way into the family. And Cain, his name means gotten. Literally, it means to be a taker. Oh, wow. Abel, his name meant feeder, which means to be a giver. So you have a son that's a taker, and you have a son that's a giver. Oh, wow. And so it, this comes to a boiling point, you know, and, and again, it shows up, you know, in their relationship with God. Here they both are coming to to bring a sacrifice to the Lord. Cain brings the Lord the worst sacrifice. The end. Harvest. Yeah, it wasn't the, it the wasn't day. that he brought fruit and vegetables and God was upset with that. No, the thing was that at the end of days, he brought the last cut, the last things that were left in the field he gave to God. Uh, while Abel, he brought the choice, you know, he brought the, the fattest, the healthiest of his herd to the Lord. And one's offering was accepted and the other ones wasn't. And so what does complacency do? Complacency doesn't say, I'm going to correct myself. Complacency says, I'm going to, I'm going to attack you know, that threat. other person. Yeah. Get rid of the threat. Get rid of the person that's making me look bad. Yeah. And so, you know, he winds up killing his brother. You know, over this. So you see that there's a generation, you know, that was affected because of the complacency of the generation before that. Mm -hmm. Now, what's beautiful about God is that, you know, regardless of the family that you come from, you know, God always has a plan. Yes, he does. And uh, God's plan started showing up uh, over in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. And that was, you know, when God brought Abraham uh, forth, you know, and, and God makes a promise you know, to Abraham, but something had to change in the family. And I think that sometimes, you know, a husband or a wife, a, a sibling, a child, somebody has to make a decision that we're going to go the way of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And God brings them to this place. Now, I want to read this. Go ahead. It says the Lord gives him instruction. I'm reading Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. I'm going to read out the Amplified. It says, now in Haran, the Lord said to Abram, Go for yourself. This wasn't God being selfish. This was God saying, hey, sometimes there has to be a separation. You're going to have to step away from what you've known so that you can experience the unknown. I feel like that's what God did to us. I mm. feel like we he separated us. You know? Yeah, he, he did. And we found our, our identity in him. Mm -hmm. But notice the instruction here. He says, go for yourself for your own advantage. This wasn't being selfish. This was God saying, there's got to, there has to be a change. And as long as you keep hanging out with who you're hanging out with, you're going to always be what you've been, and family is going to always be what the family's been. Go for yourself for your own advantage, away from your country, from your relatives and your father's house, to the land that I will show you, 
and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors, and make your name famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. And this doesn't sound like selfishness. Mm -mm. He says, and I will bless those who bless you and who confer prosperity or happiness upon you, and curse him that curses or uses insolent language towards you. In you will all the families and kindreds of the earth be blessed, and by you they will bless themselves. Now let's stop right there for a second. So God gives him this promise, and he gives him instruction. I need you to get away from your country, from your family, your relatives. Basically, I was saying that I got to get you away from what's common to you. Mm -hmm. And he says, if you do this, there's a blessing that will come upon your family, not just your generation, but future generations. The thing that's sad is that we're all faced with a choice. And you read down here in verse 4, you know, God gives him this instruction. And so he departed. And he goes on to say that, you know, he left as the Lord directed him, but he took his nephew with him. God mm. told him, don't take any of your family. And that became an issue down the road. So it's always important to follow the Lord. Amen. If you want to change in your family, follow the instruction Amen. that God is giving you. And this is the thing is that God will bring your family back around, but you'll be in a better position to be able to be a blessing to that family and to help lead them from where they're at. Amen. To where God has brought you. Amen. Amen. We love you. We pray blessings over you. We pray blessings over your family. And uh, we appreciate you being our guest for another episode of Kingdom Concepts. We look forward to seeing you guys soon. God bless you.